La 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 la. He floats on a cloud of delicious berry beer. It's time to open that berry beer. It's in a growler. I'm gonna open it's it. It's very near. Blah 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 blah. It's berry beer. Blah 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 blah. It's very near. I always drink my beer from the thirsty bear. Blah 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 blah. From the thirsty bear. Blah 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 blah. From the thirsty bear. La 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 la. Oh, tasty thirsty bear. It's my song. <gasps> Motors gasping for air. There's a glass of chilled ruby beer. La 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 la. la. He gave it away. The chilled ruby beer. La 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 la. la. It's not Radiburg. Motor's so excited, he's singing. It's Ruby Beer. What do you have to say, John? You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beer is made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel all the way from Portland, Oregon, just to get to you. From the McMinnum's Empire. Mm -hmm. Learn why beer tastes like it does. How other styles came about, and the two and a half growlers that we have left. La, 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 berry beer. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, well, mm. see, we already have half of it gone, and we have two mm. more growlers. Don't know we're going to get to all of that, but you know, you never know. Um, the best part about beer school is the berry beer. <laughs> la, 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 la. The tasty berry beer. Homework. The homework is beer. <laughs> Uh, in this case, we have a very special beer. Motor's been singing all about it since the show started. Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, Ruby, Ruby! <laughs> Ruby from McMinimums. Yes. And the thing is, is that it came in a growler. Cheers. It came, And it's such a beautiful color. It is such a beautiful color. Have you taken a picture yet, John? I have not. So I'm going to stop. Oh, it smells like berries. So, fantastic. Wow, beautiful. I actually did take a picture of this earlier. It went out on the Twitter, and it said, get here. Do you see my my Cho Hinge? No. Put that out on uh, the good old uh, uh, Facebook, where they uh, steal your soul. I've heard that. I've heard they steal your soul. They steal your soul. I'm not soul. really worried about that. No. I, I've always been relatively uh, relatively conservative as to what goes there. Even your name. Yes. Hmm. What's my name? I forget. <clears throat> Motor. K. No. R. R. Wait. K. No. R. K. No. R. I am K. No. R. From Planet Nine. <laughs> Why do you laugh at me? I'm K. No. R. From Planet Nine. <laughs> my ship will destroy your ship. You don't even have a ship. You have this thing you call Earth. Goodness gracious. Wow, this beer is so good. Where's that button I have to push? I can see why. <laughs> it's a song I listen to every July when I'm in Portland. Because the chorus is... Ruby, 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 Ruby! Mm. But, you know, the thing is... I would drink 
this is a beer you can sit down and drink all day, mm-hmm. as opposed to, watch this, there's going to be a lightning bolt that's going to miss me. New Glarus. I oh, would you say can have one is, of New Glarus, right? Yeah. No, oh, I've, no, you I've have had like, well, I've had like four or five. Okay, you know um, what? I've never had that much New Glarus, ever. If it's not worth doing to excess... It's not worth doing. It's not worth doing. Right. But I got to tell you, this is a beer that every year when I go to the Oregon Brewers Festival, uh, wait, let's back up. Um, Ruby is a delicious blackberry based beer. I mean, and delicious with a capital D, delicious. So the, here's this is the thing. It looks like it's it's the same color as uh, grapefruit ru- juice. Grapefruit juice, right? So the not the not the yellow but the the rubies or the the tex- ruby, ruby, ruby. Yeah, the texas style of uh of grapefruits so grapefruits with guns <laughs> yes <laughs> grapefruits with guns did you hear about the spam that i got this afternoon I saw it was hilarious, it, and the but pic- I didn't get it. The picture didn't show up because it, it didn't. Anyway, it was it was uh, somebody who was sending email about getting bullets cheap. <laughs> and I and by bullets, you don't mean that cheap Canadian Viagra, do uh-uh. you? No, I mean no, real okay. bullets. And I was actually surprised. I've never Not actually cheap Canadian Viagra. Da, 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 da. Eh. Said real I, bullets. Bullets. So anyway, I had never uh, actually priced bullets before, so I. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Like, like unless you go shooting all the time, you would never know how much bullets cost. So did you know that a twenty-two, just a normal twenty-two bullet, is seven cents? Wow. Yeah. And nine millimeter is forty-four cents. I think that shooting twenty-twos would be a lot more economical in the long run. You put a lot more of them in the gun. I'd rather drink. <laughs> anyway. Well, shotgun shells have got to be a lot more expensive because they're more complicated. Yeah, there's way more parts of the shot. Well, shot. yeah, because there's shot, there's... Well, anyway, I don't want to talk You're about You're listening it. to Gun School. <clears throat> no. Um, let's get back to this. This beer is fantastic. Yeah, it is fantastic. And it's much better than apologies to my dear friend Mark, but when he brought a bottle back, that didn't uh, work. No, that This didn't stuff work. is good. This stuff tastes like... Right out of the tap, which it was like two or three days ago, right? Three. It came down on Thursday. God deli- smell this. It got delivered yesterday, and it took it took everything to not open it right then. But I said, you know what? I gotta. Uh, this got requested for for you, and so that's how it got here. <laughs> Where's Catherine when you need her? <laughs> Not that one. The this other stuff one. stuff is fantastic. So, it's blackberries that infuse this. I think so. You know so. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All I know is I drink like seven gallons of this crap whenever I go for the OBF, and I love it. Mm, and okay. I will offend it to the death. All right. So, I counted. I went to the McMinimum site. Uh-huh. And I started counting how many places they have. 40-something? Well, there were 65 little things on the on the scrolling list. Some of those had to be duplicates, you know, like the hotel and the pub would be well, the same. Well, uh, for Edgefield, do you count Edgefield as one place? I don't you know. Count I was Edgefield just, as like I was seven. every single place there was an address or a name, I counted it. So there were 65 of them. And I could be off by four. That's fun. They got a lot of places. They do. From Southern Oregon to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And as far east as do they go, do they have a place in Bend? 
don't know. I don't know. Look it up. Um, they have a really nifty um, web compatible or a thing compatible app. Say it. Yeah. iPhone. <sighs> <laughs> getting rid of this yeah, hunk of junk. Getting your iPhone version 4. No, I'm actually thinking about going totally without phone soon. Really? Yeah, I'm thinking that. You're well, going to use your telepathy? I'm, no, no, no. What I'm going to do. Well, you already told me because you used your telepathy, John. Oh, right. So you know what my <laughs> plans are. What? I told you. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes my brain's cloudy. Hey, the hot tub time machine's playing at the Edgefield. Let's go. All right. Where's your time machine? It's over there. Oh. Hmm. Doesn't seem like there's a bend. No, I don't think they're out in bend. Would they're basically along Highway 5. All right, well, that's it. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we gave this beer an award two years ago. We should give top it two three, awards. Two top three beers. And it was very funny because I was trying to coordinate the award with the PR person, and she was like, who are you? Thinking... We're the best podcast about beer ever. We're still listed right up there on iTunes. That's true. I don't know how that happened. We're not beer radio. That's for, you know... Well, it's listed in the category of beer radio because, I I don't know, I mean, that's where it goes because it's not really beer... Hey, this is the big 95.5. You're on beer radio. (laughs) Beer school. We're here with John Foster and Motor. How's it going? Hey. Oh, commercial break. Hi. Would you like to buy a camera? Hi. I have this camera. Buy my camera. I go to Antwerp every year to pick the best diamonds. That's why the Shane Company always has the best diamonds. The Shane Company. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. That's true. No, that's isn't that Paul the Don? No, that is no, Shane that is Company. Shane, that is Shane Company. Yes. Wow. Remember when the Shane Company decided they wanted to change their imaging, and they went they added this uh, this this choir that was singing "He's Tom" and he's I missed that one. Yeah. And so the thing was is I ha- I actually am not ever offended enough by advertising to actually write them to say I'm offended by your ad- ads, but I actually wrote the guy and I said, you know, you guys had a pretty classy thing going on, and now you add this cheesy cheese ball music on top of it. You went from diamond guy to <laughs> schlock maker. Schlock maker? Schlock maker. Yeah, and I sent it to Tom directly because, you know, he's my friend, of course. He says he's friend in the diamond business. So, your, and you're buying friends all. You're buying diamonds all the time mm-hmm. for all those ladies. Oh please, the I'm ladies. not buying a diamond ever. <laughs> I'm not. Good. You shouldn't. I think that sparklies are uh, they're interesting, but they should be used for cutting. Yes, on the tips of our saw. So- I bought a. I bought a uh, chop saw. Oh, how you've been wanting one of those? Yeah. Right now, it's on my kitchen counter. I have a place to put it. But I have a chop saw. It's got a laser. And it was like 85 bucks. Neat. What are you going to do with your chop saw motor? Chop stuff. <laughs> chop stuff with a freaking What would laser. you do with a chop saw? If it had a laser on chop it? Chop stuff. Shoot aliens. Chop things. Oh, yeah. Because who's that guy? K from 9? I don't know about I that. From, I from... We already forgot the alien from the beginning of the show. What alien? Huh? Remember... I've been drinking. Okay. John. 
And I'm looking for a name so I can come up with something here. But it's going right. to be so out of date by the time we get well, to Well, anyway, the McMinimums are fascinating things there. They're great. Hotels, they pubs, theater, coffee, music, uh, distillery, and winemaking. All in the same empire. No, dead serious, kids. Um, if you really want to do the whole beer thing, uh, you and your special lady should go up to uh, beautiful Portland and go stay at Edgefield for a couple of days because they've got everything, including the pitch and putt. The pitch and what? The pitch and putt, the little oh, okay. golf course. Like it's a nine hole. No, it's like no, no, it's I mean, at short least hole. 18. No, but it's, it's a very short, short course. That's it's a I very mean. short course, but it's, it's a full 18, if not more. You know. Cool. I like saying you know. You know why? Because hmm. I'm from California. I thought that it would be a really good idea to change the to change golf to be more accessible to people that didn't want to swing clubs. So I decided that it would be really kind of cool to have this concept of a golf cannon. And so you put the ball in the cannon and it goes doo. But don't you eventually when you when you get to the green have to use You have the, to putt. Oh, you have to putt then. Yeah. So it's people who can't drive a golf ball get to shoot the cannon. Yeah. See, I just like um I just like driving the cart around. I don't have to sp- oh. swing clubs. So the other thing with, with cannon golf was that every hole had uh, a maximum amount of pressure that you could use. So you could fill the fill the uh, the the uh, pneumatic the the thing. Yeah. And so you could say, you know, par three. So it's par three. So you can only use a hundred pounds of pressure. But wouldn't it be more fun for people to figure out how they need to. Uh, how they need to set the cannon instead of telling them how they need to... Uh, no, no, just you say the maximum is this so that they can't overdrive it. Uh, he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you have, you, you're you hauling a you're hauling a compressed air tank and a... And do you, a, do and you have a, to do you have to walk with it or do you get a cart? No, you have to walk with it. Okay. You have to be able to walk. You have to okay. be able to play it anywhere. Of course... You could play it with a cart, but see, that's kind of cheating. Because then you could have more gas with you. Yeah, but wouldn't you assume that the the amount of gas for the 18 holes should be able to put in your backpack? Yep. You should have to wear a backpack when you take off. Okay. Well, anyway, that's the that's the concept. Plan this whole thing out. Of, a, of golf cannons. You're listening to Golf Cannon Ball <laughs> School. Let's see. This kind of is a golf cannon ball. We had the ammunition report. We had the cannon report. We had the uh, the golf report. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, critical mass report. I think they're going by. Oh, they well, are? No, they're not by the ballpark because I just walked by the ballpark. Well, they would be at the ballpark about, well, it's eight, it's 8 o'clock, right? Yeah. So critical mass is almost over. It has to be. Well, they're going out to the, uh, supposedly they're doing a barbecue out of the beach. Oh, so they're now critical massing all over town. Yes. Mm. Exactly, John Foster. Well, if you've never seen... So what we're talking about is the bike riders of San Francisco. Tell my story as I really... Once a month, which is the last Friday of every month, ride en masse around... uh, They know the route, but they don't tell everybody what it's going to be. The route is only distributed right at the beginning of the, the thing. And so there can be thousands of bicycles all riding uh, at the same time through San Francisco. And it's pretty cool to see. If you've never seen a thousand bikes drive by, it's a, it's, it's a sight. And I got to tell you, I, I 
you know, I understand why people have an issue with critical mass. Yeah. But at the same time, I like critical mass, and I think they're doing pretty much the right thing, except for the couple of jerk-offs who get a little hot-headed. Yeah. But who doesn't get hot-headed? Well, especially when you're trying to get somewhere, and here's a thousand bikes, you're like, oh, my God, I just can't deal. Right? And the person's just like, please, i got to get to the airport, I've got a place to be, and these people just, they're ruthless. They won't let the car through no matter what. Right. Because it's their night. Because it's their night. And, like, someone's... You know, one guy's he's asking, hey, can I just drive through because I've got somewhere, you know, it's, it was actually a legitimate thing. And the bike, bike guys were as rude to this person as they could possibly be. I can tell my, after you're done, I can tell you how I've already been uh, assaulted on my scooter. You've been assaulted on your scooter? You no, know, they didn't really punch me, but still. Hmm. Yeah. How, how did this happen? Um... It's an interesting story. Oh, I found the picture I was looking for. Okay, good. I and can't tell you who that is on air, but you can tell by the name. Profile pictures? No, no, no. What's the person's name? Don't say it out loud. I don't know who this person is. Doesn't it have the person's name on there? No. Okay, go back. You'll figure it out. I still don't know. Hmm. We were talking about somebody earlier. This looks somebody familiar. No. I haven't seen her in like 20 years. Wow. Oh, there. No. Okay. It starts with L. I had a friend in the diamond. It starts with L, right? No. I had a friend in the diamond business. All right. Well, I don't know who that is. Okay. We'll work this out. So where were we? Talking about your scooter assault. Got all this. Yeah, I'm going up. Um, let me see. I need to get this right. Was it uh, a? Was it an A? The name. What's what's? Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> so um, I was going up a uh, major street in downtown San Francisco, and I went on my scooter. And a person on a bicycle swerved to avoid something. And they swerved wide in front of my path. And I continued straight because I didn't have to swerve to avoid this. I ended up passing them on their right as they swerved wide left. And as I went by them on their right, they yelled at me. Like, whatever. And I got up to the next light. <laughs> and they got there and they started yelling at me. And what are you doing? You're being dangerous. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, I was just going in a straight path. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Blah, 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 blah. And I realized it's like this person is, I, I go, I'm sorry I surprised you. But you swerved in front of me. And then they started yelling some more. And I realized they were just going to yell because they were not happy. <coughs> and I just sort of waited there. And then they got in front of me on their bike. And I'm mm-hmm. on my scooter. I'm like, okay, you're just going to yell at me. And I'm just going to sit here and let you yell at me and call me names until you're done calling me names. And no matter what I try to do sanely in a calm voice isn't going to help because you just want to yell at me. Right. This is when you just say, pick one, sir. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'm just, I'm just like. I go, I'm sorry I surprised you by passing you on the right when you swerved in front of me. That's not the point. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but okay, you, sw- you swerved in front of me, sir. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Uh, you know why? But you swerved you in front why? of me, because sir. Because God 
poops, bicyclists, and frothy strawberry-filled air because they're all perfect. Oh, I see. You went around the sidewalk and and like come the other way. Yeah. No, I've. Uh, <laughs> nah. That's my story. So they're all our bicycle friends signing off. Bicycle friends, yeah. Bicycle friends, watch out for your other bicycle friends who do stupid things. I think I because I used to drive. I plan bicycle stuff. I know you. You're I'm you're the very good nice. guy. You're the good guy. And when I'm scooting along and there's a whole big fat bicycle in there, I don't get in the bike. And guys on motorcycles are like, Meh. yeah, they go up the bicycle lane, especially along in Barcadero when there's traffic. Right. Like I'm not getting in that. I'm going to wait in line here. Can we all? Can we all just get along? No, we, we we can't because what happens is that bikes want it both ways. They want they want to have bicycle privileges, but they also want to pretend that they're cars. And so you have to be one or the other. You can't just say, "Oh, this one works for me today," and "Oh, there's a red light and there's no one coming. I'm going to blow through the light." How how unfair is that? To or right down the sidewalk, or right down the wrong way on the runway street, and all that. The runway street? The the runway. Well, that's in Chinatown. They call it the runway street. Oh, oh runway. Oh, motor at beerschool.com. I see. No, it's... I love this stuff. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, pour, stuff. Pouring more was pretty easy. Well, no. If, if, it's, got, it's got a really bubbly, small, tight head. You know, if somebody could make a beer with a watermelon flavor that drank like this, they'd make a million dollars. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> a million dollars. That's <laughs> a it. A million dollars. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. It's wonderful smelling. <laughs> and it smells like... I don't like- care what anybody says about McMinimums. This stuff is gold. I think... I think that the the comment from a lot of people would be, and this is the same for the the watermelon tasting beer, is that they expect it to be more blackberry or more watermelony or more you know not this knocked back subtleness. I remember watermelony. Uh, anyway, so but the the point of that story is that is that uh, you know a lot of times when people see a fruit on the beer, uh, they okay not that kind of fruit. <laughs> um, I'm not drinking anything with a peach sitting on top. Yeah, of it. exactly. No peaches for me. No apricots. No peaches. peaches. In the, but uh, but the idea is that people expect these flavors to to really jump through as if. Uh, that's going to be the most important thing. Well, the thing is, is that it still tastes like beer. And that's – if we were to compare this with uh, Leinen Kugel – what is that stuff? It's in a – it's a – oh, it's horrible. I was thinking Portland the, Brewing that is no longer with us used to make a berry beer that was berry beer with a capital B, capital E, capital E, R, 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 okay. Um, the other beer that, that's like this that was made by – uh, not Deschutes, but uh, Full Sail. Who makes Full Sail? Full Sail makes Full Sail. Yeah, Full Sail makes Full Sail. So they made a berry beer. They did. Was it Full Sail or was it the? Who owns Gambrinus? I mean, what are the Gambrinus companies? 
Bridgeport. Bridgeport. That's it. Bridgeport beer. So it was a. Uh, uh, it was made from Marionberry. Marionberries are these uh, weird tart things. And uh, anyway, it was called Stumptown. Stumptown tart, not made anymore. Nice. Yeah, it was quite delicious. Kind of the opposite of this. Well, it's like the old. I used to really like the old uh, pyramid apricot stuff. Yeah, but have the you tried apricot- it now? No, I haven't tried. It's horrible. Yeah, I used to really like the old pyramid apricot stuff. Well, they've changed the recipe to maintain it, make it poopy. Well, not yeah, but no, they I need, a haircut. To, need to. Um, no, look, I got my scientist mode going because you went to Maker Fair. I've been a mad scientist since then. <laughs> I've been Maker Fair was a really good time for me. Except, I want to say this: you there got to meet R two D two. Several times. <laughs> wait, wait. R2. <laughs> there he is. Hey, hey, R2, how's the Maker Fair? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that was missing from the Maker Fair <laughs> was beer making. There was no display of beer making at the Maker Fair. Yeah, I was sad too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, where's the B and Army representing? They are. I yeah. can't use that word that you just said. <laughs> we'll have to get McDowell on that for sure. Exactly. Bar to say hi to C3PO when you see him at the uh, bathhouse. There you go. Yeah, he's just rolling along. The stairs are a problem for him. The, you know the. <laughs> the uh, the stairs are a problem for R two. You know they did the, all the handicap thing in the front, handicapable, handicapable. But they didn't put the uh, the R two sled. And you did you get an elevator? No. How did the gimps get up here? How did the aliens get up here? Or how did oh how did those people get up? <laughs> Looks like you have a We're, tattoo right now. Where? No, just the microphone. Oh, Looks I see. Like you got a, a microphone. I'm going to stop talking about this because I'm going to tattoo it on your arm. Think I'm mean, think I'm just going to even pull the whole section. <laughs> and okay, tits. Oh, sorry. Now I got <laughs> now I got to pull the whole section. What? That's a contractor's term. When you build something perfectly, oh, tits, and it's all level, you make the con- you go. Tits, right? Exactly. How is it when you build something perfectly? Because that is a that is a term of great respect and adulation. Okay. How is it? It's the most beautiful, perfect thing I've ever seen. Tits, and you call out tits. How was it? Tits. <laughs> All right, we keep the clean tag. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really do like that stuff, John. Good thing there's another one. John, the OBF. The OBF and I, it's really a secret reason to go up to Oregon (laughs) and drink Ruby for five days in a row. And I'm not kidding. I don't think you have to have a beer uh, festival in the middle of that to make that. No, I do. And I I was talking because everybody's got their plans now. Mm -hmm. Kids. Kids. Um, Let me pull on my calendar. Excuse me while I whip this out, as they said on, uh, love that stuff. All right, so we have to make sure that the 
designer who's working late. Oh, I saw him. He's very quiet over there in the He's corner. Gonna get some of this. Excellent. So, um, Ruby, 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 Ruby. Um, this year for the Oregon Brewers Festival, I'm going up on July 21st. Returning July 25th. The festival begins on Thursday, July 22nd at noon. It runs till like 8 o'clock at night, but I never go there at night. And it opens every day at noon. Uh, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. The 25th, the interesting thing is you're going to find out that they're out of beer, mostly interesting beer, on the 25th. Some guy with uh, crutches just showed up. Yep, it's me, Zach. Zach! Zach from Philly. Zach from... Oh, you Philly people scare me. <laughs> so how about, mean uh, and how about those flyers? Uh, they're pulling off the incredible. <laughs> oh, God, hockey's still going on? <laughs> yeah. It's June. Hockey's still going on? It is. <sighs> As the Sharks fans, it's not... They're just crying in their own little sweet little It was corner. awesome to hear the shark stories every single day, and then now there's no shark stories. They just stopped. Because they ran out of chum. <laughs> so, Zach, what do you think about that beer? It's good. It reminds me of kind of like a, an apricot, one of the apricot-infused beers. But it doesn't taste like apricot. No, no. Um, but it reminds me. It's, it's not like overly raspberry. Like it's a, not walking like over the head law. with the flavor. No. Excellent. I think he gets a B plus. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is um, this was the question that came up from Zach. Uh, I don't know if it was a question, more more of a comment. He found one of the shows that was on one of the on one of somebody's shared iTunes. So he was listening to another four beers. Yes, from three years ago. I don't remember that far back. Well, the idea was alcohol does not cause memory loss, but <laughs> I don't remember that one. Um, well, no, we did. We did your next. We did uh, your next four beers. Oh, right, right, right. Where right. we said here's four beers that you should go try if you've never tried these beers, and then we did another four beers, which was some other four. I don't remember which ones they were. But the idea was, you know, in the, the, the scheme of education, as if somebody was actually listening to beer school to learn, like, more than one kind of beer, that was the uh, the plan. And we were going to keep doing four beers for a while. And then after that, I think I forgot that that was a, a really interesting idea. Put that on the whiteboard. Okay. We're going to do another uh, f- YA four beers. Four more beers? No, yet another four beers. Ah. Hmm. So anyway, that's the um, that was the question. Yeah, and it was weird because it was sh- it was on somebody's computer. I'm thinking, wow, that's a that's an honor to be in somebody's iTunes list that's not the, even in the office. The archives, yeah, deep in the archives. <laughs> We've got so many good shows. We do. Um, if you've never, <laughs> we had we got an email from somebody who really liked the IPA show. And said, "Here, you can have my music for your show if you'd like to, to feature it." I was it Todd Rongren? No, oh. that would be fun though. <laughs> yes, I've been listening to. He went to my high school. He's a Philly guy. Really? Yeah. How'd you muck up your uh, leg or whatever you did? Uh, 
I Stover? really no. It was see. I everyone wants expects to hear some cool story. It was running down a hill, and uh, <laughs> that was it. And it wasn't like I wasn't running from the cops or doing anything cool. I was just running, not just showing off for, to some girl. Yeah, not nothing cool. Not jumping and over a barstool. For the most part, are pretty disappointed when I tell them the truth. So I'm going to start telling some lie. Uh, yeah, yeah, banana. Well, there are more there are more hills here than there are in Philly. Yeah, uh, and we've actually given an award to Notting Head in Philly. Oh yeah, we did. Which is right off of somewhere down. Yeah, Notting Head's great. Yeah, uh, I know uh, the. Owner. I didn't realize until I went Wait, there. You know the owner? The Notting Head yeah. meant it, the it, meant the. Uh, Bobblehead. Yeah, the owner is uh, Fergie. He's an Irish guy, and he owns uh, three bars in Philly that are probably the best known for their beer list. He co-owns um, Monks, and uh, they're they started this whole Belgian beer uh, craze in Philly. And, oh yeah, uh, and Phil, it's it's big there now. From what I went to Monks, and I, I mean, we've been smoke free in San Francisco forever. And when I went to I went to Monks, probably. Three or four years ago, yeah. When I don't know, you probably can't smoke and fill anymore. No, you can't. But when I went to Monks, it's like I went in there, and it just felt like a Belgian bar, partially, well, partially because it's so good, and the other part because people are smoking, and you just get that smell. It's like, and it's like whatever the beer is in the beer tray, and the smoke, and everything else. It really, really, really felt like a Belgian beer. Yeah, the they. Beer uh, the other owner is uh, this guy Tom, and he's. Uh, one of the few or the first like certified Belgian brewer like he goes to Belgium all the time and um, he's one of the first Americans to get uh, officially certified by that um, panel I don't really Whatever know the, the technical there's a terms. building there's a building on the the Grand Plots in um, in Brussels yeah which is like all these old buildings were all like the 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 guild houses of all the different guilds and the only one that's still associated really with that with their guild is the brewers guild so i assume it was something to do with that yeah thing. i was just there and uh i was just there like seven months ago i loved it it's fun yeah uh 1516 sansom street second floor and yeah. the guy that we that i met randomly was uh kurt decker okay and he was at tornado hanging out and wasn't he in blade runner no. Oh, yeah, what was me. Decker's name in Blade Runner? Uh, <laughs> it was Decker. Not it was Decker. Decker. Yeah, no, what no. was Decker's first name in Blade Runner? It was De- Harrison Ford in Blade Runner. Was what, his name was Decker? And I'm going to find out right now as you guys have a you know. Right. Anyway, I met Kurt, who we're hanging out. I was hanging out at Tornado, and Dave Keen was there. And I asked him who he was hanging out with, and he said. Kurt from Nottingham. I'm like, oh my gosh, we gave him we gave him an award. That's so cool. You guys know this, yeah. And uh, uh, so Motor had been turned on to the Berliner Weiss to the the Berliner Weiss. Nobody makes Berliner Weiss. Yeah. So we sent. So Motor's like, no, this is the best thing I've ever had. Uh, and he was at the Great American Beer Festival. He kept standing in line getting more of this stuff. So uh, we sent it to him, and they they opened it up, and they're like, did we? Where did this come from? Did we send an award, send out for an award that we didn't know about or that we forgot about or whatever? And and uh, so they were pretty happy. And then when I met him, he was telling the story about how you know they were kind of proud of the fact that the Berliner Weiss won something because they're you know that's a beer style that it's pretty tough and nobody makes it and no one gives awards for it. And 
Yeah. Plus you're in Berlin. Hence the name. Hence the name. Here, give me your glass. I recently uh, I went to go, speaking of Berlin, well, it's not Berlin, but I went to uh, Oktoberfest this year, which was... For, I, Pretty I overwhelming, isn't from it? From what I remember, it was it was fun. Um, apparently, there's pictures of me like riding on uh, you know bumper cars and doing all these things that I have no recollection of. Whatsoever. Oh, did you ride the rides? Yeah, I don't remember it, but I've, there's pictures. Um, and I wasn't even trying to get drunk. It just that, that beer <laughs> just really hits you. Three of those big um, moss glasses. They they all. Put a dent in you. There's some crazy rides there too. There is. I was. I, I, I didn't know that about the amusement parks in Oktoberfest. I thought it was just beer halls. But no, I, I thought the whole thing was like. Um, I thought I knew how big it was, and it wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. It was insane. Yeah, and it's like I tell people: imagine if you still go to the state fair. Yeah. If you still have a state fair. I know California has a state fair, and they give out. I've never been to the California state fair. It's a state fair or an amusement park, but more of a state fair because it's transient with all the stuff. And imagine that and a gigantic beer uh, attached to what you imagine is the world's biggest beer festival. Yeah. And when I got there, it's like I, even having been to Munich when Oktoberfest wasn't on, I'm like, I got there, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, we, we were... Um, staying with all these Bavarians at their houses, and nobody wanted to go. The, the Bavarians, they just don't go to it. But right. I was lucky that they did tell me about um, the one tent, the Hawker tent, and they have like where they, it looks like they have uh, clouds on the ceilings. Yeah. And it was mostly German, which was so it was cool. It felt like uh, I didn't feel like such a tourist or something. I stayed right there, uh, not by. There's the, the, the one U-Bahn stop, which is the Oktoberfest stop, and there's the other one, which is, I think, Mozart Plots. Yeah. And I stayed off in the Mozart Plots. If you go out that exit, there's a Pension right on the corner there. Or Marian Plots, is that what it's called? No, it's, it's Mozart Plots. Marian Plots is up. It's the main crossing in the middle yeah, of yeah, downtown. That's right. Mozart Plots is like the second, the second stop into Oktoberfest, and I stayed at Pension Westphalia, which is right there. And so, me and my friends would get up in the morning, and people like would like they rent minivans and like sleep all sitting up in the minivan. <laughs> and you'd get people in the morning, like out in front, like shampooing with a bottle of bottled water, like doing oh. like a big bottle of bottled water to like bathe and then go back into Oktoberfest. But I think that's that's because you just can't get a hotel. They just don't have enough hotel spaces. Luckily, I was I went to this website. Uh, couch surfing and uh <laughs> yeah and you really can, it's you called can, couch surfing yeah there's a million users and uh you can stay at people's places for free and uh they they go by the um the references that people have given you so they know you're not some serial killer uh you have to have like a a, a list of but you gotta build up people you gotta build up yeah you gotta build you? up yeah. a correct they want to so know they're doing this for a while so yeah, by this time, by the time we got to Germany, we we had a pretty big list because we were traveling around the world, and uh, and we were so lucky. We met these group of um, kids in Munich, and they let us stay at their amazing house. And there was four of us, and they just let us, and they had extra beds. It was it was amazing because we couldn't. There was no way we would have been able to get a hotel room. And they the best part about uh, couch surfing the homework. 
No, they do. <laughs> I just have to do that. <laughs> they don't. Sorry. They don't charge anything. It's free. Really? Yeah. It's just so. It's just like there. I went. I went to Berkeley, and they have this thing on Calix every night. And I think they still have it. That's like called Ride Finder. And so it's like imagine college radio. Hey, uh, Dave is going to uh, L.A. today, and he's got a space for two people in his car, and. Uh, <laughs> Sally, she's driving out to Tahoe, and if you can help with gas, she's got one seat for you. And then goes to the other part. And and Anne's uh, Anne's looking for a ride to Eureka, and she's got ten bucks for gas to help out with. And they would do this thing for like uh, they probably still do it fifteen minutes every day. Ride Finder. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, good times. So. Keep looking for this. What are you looking for? Uh, there's what I'm looking for. Oh, you finally found it. It was in the last place you looked. Oktoberfest. There it is. That was Oktoberfest 2004 <laughs> with friends that I just found. Because I, I told my friends, I go, I'm going back in. I'm going to take pictures at night because we were staying across the street. I go, I'm going to go back in and take pictures. And these kids, because you can drink at 16 in Germany. Yeah. She's and definitely German. They're both definitely German. I've got some <laughs> other ones with... They're just, like, wasted. But they're, like, 16. And it's like, I go back in, I take some pictures of the, the amusement park rides at night. They look really cool. And I'm coming out, they're like, hey, hey, you take a picture with us? Hey! <laughs> yeah. That kid was like, he was not the, I've got another one with his buddy, who is much more drunk. She's cute. She's also She's probably... probably- Seventeen, but no, um, not anymore. She's uh, almost twenty. Probably twenty-two by now. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, their buddies. Some of the other pictures, it just like this guy looks. He's like with his eyes half closed, but they were still relatively coherent and friendly. Yeah, I met everywhere we went around the world. There was always Germans. They they must be the the most traveled people and extremely nice. The Nazis gave him bad rap, I think. It's true. And did you find what was what was the beer you found everywhere? The beer I found everywhere. Because uh, I got a couple of guesses. And uh, I'm going to start with Heineken. Yes, that is and Corona. Heineken and Corona were in, in, in Fiji in India. In um, Indonesia, I found Corona and Heineken in every place. And there's always an Irish pub? There was. <laughs> uh, I could, and, uh, of course, Chinese food and Mexican food. You could get anywhere, too. Really? Yeah. yeah but we every found- country. Yeah, I was, not I, well, not good Mexican I've, I've, food. I haven't, gone, I haven't really been anywhere where they don't take dollars or euros. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, Mex- you know, most of where they take euros, the Mexican food is usually pretty damn sketchy. Yeah. Although I, ha- I have had good Mexican food in Berlin. Okay. And there's actually a place down in Berlin, two guys who lived here in San Francisco opened a place called Mission Burrito, and they make big old California burritos. That's and cool. they've got the Muni map on their wall of the mission. Yeah. Th- but for the rest of it, it's like Mexican food and... I mean, at least in Europe, is just like, it's not like they don't have the parts. It's true. All the parts are there. It's true, right? And if you don't have a tortilla, you can always make them. Those that's not hard. No, 
But yeah, in India, I had uh, nachos, and it was really just this cut <laughs> Indian. It was like the non bread cut up yeah. with like tomatoes, cucumber, and yogurt. And I was like, "That's this not is, nachos. That's not nachos." <laughs> well, no, I had I had I had tacos in Berlin, and they got everything right except the cheese was grated carrot. <laughs> <laughs> so they were obviously looking at a picture, but the meat, the meat was right. The meat had like cumin and all that stuff, but it was like it was grated carrot. It's like no, this is supposed to be. And the Germans probably don't understand fluorescent orange cheese, so they go, "This can't be cheese or queso. This must be this must be carotten. Yeah, let's grate some of that." <laughs> yeah. The best Mexican food we did find, though, was on, on in uh, Vanuatu, but that was because the owners were from Berkeley. Where the hell is Vanuatu? It's it near, f- it's next to Fiji. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Vanuatu. They just had, a, like, a 7.5 earthquake yesterday. Well, how come we didn't hear about that? Because I've never heard of Vanuatu before. <laughs> yeah, either. So I'm, relatively, I'm relatively good at that game. Yeah. It sounds like a made-up place from Lou. So this is a place where the wave is going to the, the the highest elevation on Vanuatu is like four feet above sea level. I don't know. No, uh-huh. they've, got, they've got some hills there that they can climb up on and hide. Yeah, but there's like there's like fifty islands in Vanuatu, so there'll be some people that get messed up. So of all of your uh, crazy little middle of out there nowhere places, what what did you? What did you really like, or what really you went wow? Uh, well, in in Fiji, I was there for seven months, and uh, what amazed me, I had this. Uh, we had a brand new two bedroom house with overlooking the ocean, and it was two hundred and fifty US a month, and uh, I was able to get like decent speed internet, and uh, so I could work from there because I do uh, graphic and web design. And uh, so that was amazing to me. Why speak. did you leave? <laughs> yeah, going, so, so, so now you're here at 7.30 at night <laughs> as we record Beer School. <laughs> He's waiting. And for you got a view of the parking lot. Yeah. So. I, I had to come back to America eventually. Uh, he was waiting. He was, he was uh, suffering the same thing that every world traveler suffers, and that is lack of IPA. <laughs> yes. I thought it was lack of ice. Yeah, there is lack of ice too, but lack of IPA can not be overcome. Lack of ice. I think I could do that. IPA is my favorite beer. Um, Should bust but, it I, out. but then that said, I don't like it when um, beers try to out hop one another. Or like there's sometimes it's overly hoppy. The tongue scrapers. Is that what they're called? The, so the, where the hides the uh, the other IPA? Back over there. I'll get it. Okay. It's been in the fridge because. It's a growler, you know. I just like growling when he says growler. (laughs) So you went Fiji. What was the whole itinerary? Uh, Just briefly. It was over a year and a month time span. Uh, We started off in Fiji, seven months. Then uh, we went to Vanuatu for uh, just a week. And then uh, Australia, two weeks. Indonesia, three weeks. India, six weeks. And then Germany um, for <laughs> four I love day. that. Indonesia, Germany. No, India. We went from oh, six, in- six weeks of India, which is the craziest country in the whole world, to right to Oktoberfest. It, that was like the biggest culture shock ever. And, uh, well, no, because the Indians, the Indians have a great deal of – they under 
for for a country that is not entirely first world, the Indians have all the structure of first world country. They do. And then you get to Germany, which is probably the epitome of the structure of uh, a first world country. Achtung. It's uh, very every, – everything was so efficient. Uh, yeah. And so it's like there's the same structure in both these countries, but yeah. English people, uh, they should have taught India to make a better beer though because worst beer I've ever had, King, their national beer, Kingfisher. King yeah. Oh, my God. I, I drank three of those, and I was hung over the next day. That's not right. Uh, I think there was, like, embalming fluid in the beer or something. <laughs> they used to do that. Yeah, Nothing in beer can hurt you. Formaldehyde. They use it as a uh, as yeah. a fining agent. I think they still use it in India. Well, in, they may. That's uh, what someone told me. In, That's why uh, in China, because I remember re- doing this research, they used to use formaldehyde as the, as the, uh, the fining agent. and That just sounds crazy. Well, no, it, it actually works. And the thing is that there's... I'm not arguing with you. I'm just going, that sounds crazy. No, I know. But the thing was is that because it was for export and it was coming to the United States, they basically had to ban it throughout China as, a, as that uh, because they didn't, you know, it's not legal to, to use as a... Formaldehyde in our beer is not... Thank God. I'm yes. sure that At least doesn't the Republicans go here. get rid of that. Well, and the thing is, is that it falls to the bottom and if you pull it off, if you pull off the... the some of that, then it shouldn't be in the beer at all. Okay. It's just that it's it's one of those things that people hear hear about that and they're like, I don't want that in my in me in my body. I don't want to no. drink that. That's that's disgusting. Yeah. Even though it has no part of of the uh, the final product, it makes you really sick too. It does. Yeah, it can. But that's why they that's why used correctly, it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, but they've used lots of finding agents. Um, in uh, in history, they've used egg whites. They've used I don't know. I don't know all the the, the parts, but you know, I I would not order an egg white omelet. Nevertheless, I would not be scared to order an egg white omelet. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, a formaldehyde omelet? Yuck! No, not at all. <laughs> formaldehyde should only be in high school science labs. That's it. Yep. Poor little frogs. Oh, yeah. um, do, they, do they even do that to frogs anymore, or is it all virtual now? <laughs> you know, How the can last you time virtually dissect something. You basically do the same. You basically, it's a simulator. It's like a flight simulator, but instead of that, you, you're doing a frog. Mm. And so you've got the. <laughs> yes. Yes, Sean. Damn it. <laughs> I thought I was going to get away with that. You, like, made me laugh. you had me. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> okay. So you're doing a frog in high school? <laughs> yeah, she Tell was from more. she was from the UK. Oh wait, oh. no, she was from she was from Paris. Oh, there, that's the joke. <laughs> doing a frog in high school. She was from oh. Paris. I get it. Frog legs. <laughs> She had really nice legs. Oh. <laughs> now we've lost all of France as of, oh. as the listeners, and the British people that listened are now offended that I got the frog. They don't joke understand on. what we're saying because we have these American. Actually, accents. I hung out with a with a couple the other night, and they were on a they were uh, members of Camera. They had their official Northern California Camera book. Oh, which, cool! Which is seriously lacking in San Diego. 
and uh, so I wrote that. It's chat. fascinating. They also have never went to uh, the South Bay. Yeah, that's okay. The, they skipped the, I don't South, like Bay. the South Bay. Either. It's think, hot there. I think you guys should do a show where you just speak in British accents the entire show. Oh, like British old lady. <laughs> so I I'm didn't. Sad. You know that that thing that the Monty Python guys did with the dressing up as as uh, British women. You know, they had as the, British women. They had the. They what had do you the, say, John? They had the, the the curlers and the whole thing. Is why is there a penguin on my telly? And then when you hear this, you're thinking, okay, this is this most ridiculous accent. And then you meet this person for real because she's somebody's mom, and that's the voice. Uh, John, wait, uh, John Foster. I can't do it. Have you met Jude? Have I met who? Jude. Yeah, exactly. See what I'm saying? She's not... Oh, Gary! <laughs> so whenever I do that, Gary goes, that's not what my wife sounds like. Exactly what she sounds like. And whenever I do, oh, hi, ma. <laughs> Hungry does go, yeah, that, does, that is what my wife sounds yeah, like. exactly. Uh, anyway, that's uh, making Did you fun miss of people's wives. ice cubes when you were places that didn't have ice cubes? Because I have a friend who basically did sort of your same trip. Yeah. He uh, did New Fiji. He did Thailand, India. Then he did, um, like, St. Petersburg, Moscow, Warsaw. And when he got to Warsaw, it was the first place he could order a cocktail without ice cubes in it. Without ice cubes? With ice cubes. With ice cubes. With ice cubes. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of ice cubes. So, uh, I no, that's not something I missed. Okay. So, just did so, anybody make a decent cheesesteak? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I swear to God, they, I met a guy in Indonesia from my neighborhood that has a cheesesteak restaurant in Bali. It was so weird. Of all the places, uh, you walk in like. Although when it's like, but it was a, ninety degrees and ninety percent humidity, you're not really thinking cheesesteak. No, I mean, it, it wasn't a Philly cheesesteak either. But he did what he could with what he has. And, it was like uh, a. He was sniffing Trenton cheesesteak. <laughs> it was so, a Wilmington cheesesteak. It was made out of Scrapple. <laughs> scrapple. You I know, love you know, Scrapple. Oh, my God. Every part of the pig except the oink. That's what they <laughs> <laughs> So everybody's drinking this IPA except for me. And so I've been watching you know, your IPA, Motors IPA. And I tasted my beer, which is still the ruby. And I was like... This IPA sucks. <laughs> but I'm like, no, it's the Ruby. It's actually very good, but my my uh, my sight memory was filling my taste memory. And and what is the IPA, IPA that we're drinking now? It's the uh, Hammerhead, I think. I believe it's called Hammerhead. It's not the agreement. Yeah, I think it's Hammerhead from McMinnums. It's good in beautiful Portland or, or all throughout Oregon. It's really good. We have a picture of the, this beer being poured. Okay. Got sent to us. That makes it more special. Well, it was kind of fun because uh, Andy Beach, who brought this down for us, he's a fan of the show and he's a fan of the tech show. And he sent me a te- uh, an email saying, I'm coming down anything from Portland that you'd like to have. And I'm thinking about it going, well, it's, I'm only going to be there. I'm going to be there in a month and a half. So get the course to play. There's, there's stuff that I got to. You know, there's stuff that that um, you know I'm going to be up there for anyway. And so then I thought he's like, well, whatever, whatever you want. And I'm like, well, Motor's a fan of Ruby. So the next thing I know, I get this picture 
that says there's two growlers of ruby and an IPA being filled as he's sending the picture. So cool. That's pretty pretty incredible. And uh, we had some more other beers sent to us this week from I don't remember the name of the company, but it showed up. Kind of fun. <laughs> what is that song? Who sings this song? The Kaiser Chiefs. Okay. It's called Ruby, and the chorus is Ruby, 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 Ruby. Exactly. And I don't. But think... we're doing this under fair use, right, John? Yeah, we're <laughs> quasi news educational show. We are quasi something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured it out that we're that we're all all we're educational. All aspects of fair use. We're education. We're parody and. <laughs> Parody, parody, parody and parody. Yeah, not parody. Yes. Yeah, you know, there's a D in there, so parody, and then there's education, and there's news all at the same time. So we can, oh, and commentary. Uh, uh, this beer's great. Exactly. <laughs> so be, so between so the parody is Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> the news is that we talk about things that are, you know, we always have a subject. That we talk about, so that the subject of the day is Ruby <laughs> and Portland and your trip around the world and that. And then there's uh, the education part. So we're talking about the beer and where it came from, and we've people already learn from listening to us. Exactly, as we've seen from our last bunch of emails that we got, people say I'm learning lots on the show. I'm like, okay. <laughs> besides a good grammar, yeah, we could play Grammar Club. But I don't have the speaker in my phone ready to go with that. Uh-huh. There's a band called Grammar Club. See, then we'd be even more educational. Oh, that's IPA. Okay, now my brain is in sync with the rest of the show. That's really good. Yeah. It's not overly hoppy. No. I think the Giants just scored because I heard a big cheer outside. They're playing the San Diego guys. Snakes. No, they're playing the snakes. Is it Arizona? Yes. Okay. Snakes. I think the Phillies are going to go to the World Series again. Of course, because all you Philly guys are homers. Three years in a row. (laughs) Wow. There's a point at which, during baseball season, I stop paying attention. You just... You so, just, there's just no point in paying attention anymore because your your team, the home team, isn't going isn't gonna go, and there's no point in being any more disappointed than you already are. <laughs> so did did you hear the Phillies were in the World Series for two? Years? I don't even know who played in the World Series for the last two years. Yeah, because like I said, there's a point at which you just I stop. Think it was the Russians, the Russians. Wait, that was that was that was in 1976. Russians played U.S. in hockey. I'm just trying to be funny. Got it. You know. Yes, have some. And now it looks like uh, the Flyers... Well, I think the Flyers are going to win the Stanley Cup. And uh, just some Philadelphia history here. Um, William Penn, who designed Philadelphia, he... uh, he said no buildings were to be taller than his statue on top of City Hall, which is a pr- pretty big building. And um, ever since in, like, I think it was, like, 83 or something, they built um, 
our Liberty Towers, which are bigger than City Hall, and we haven't won anything since then. So <laughs> then been cursed. Comcast two years ago built their headquarters in Philly, and they put this little William Penn on top. And th- ever since then, we've been to the World Series two years in a row, and now the Flyers are in the Stanley Cup, so... I think the curse has been so broken. So it's like what a, a six-inch little. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's. Can it's you a, buy them in the lobby also? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. You know, so that everybody well, has a, luck. It's like it's like Washington D.C. where they're like uh, Washington D.C.'s downtown is very squat because you don't want anything taller than the Capitol. So it's the same thing. You keep everything low. <clears throat> Although Philly City Hall is tall to begin with. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. I just like saying, yeah, you know, that. what a what an arrogant man. <laughs> what to say? Nothing will be taller than me. No, I don't think he said that. It might not have been. His. I don't think he said that. I, okay, I, but let's say that I it think was, when they built let, the city hall. Whenever they built the city hall, which might have been in the thirties, they said nothing's going to be taller than this. Yeah, I, I don't I, think. I don't. I think Penn was well dead. Now that I'm on the radio for the first time, I retract that it's, statement. It's a podcast. We're not <laughs> you, know, you can get the facts wrong, and the, and the listeners will write 85,000 watts from San Francisco. It's beer school. <laughs> right, John? Exactly. I didn't know. What, so, what, yeah, William Penn did is not. Is that a good say, radio voice? He was not that arrogant that he made no one. It was uh, city officials that said that. Okay, well, how arrogant is that? Nothing will be taller than us. Because they feel that that's an important monument. That was like in the 1800s, and they thought nothing was going to be able to be built taller than that. Oh, where they were wrong. (laughs) The Statue of Liberty is taller than they were. (laughs) This actually sounds good when it goes out. This live in Berlin movie. Motor has every version of Ruby on his phone. <laughs> on my iPod. Oh, on your iPod. Never mind about the phone project problem. <laughs> oh, this sounds pretty good live. Probably cheating like they, all the bands did in the 70s. This is not a 70s band. I know, but Peter Frampton was, and he cheated. Now I even buzz. Sing along, everyone! <clears throat> how, how does Peter Frampton do that voice thing? Does he still- <laughs> uh, somebody invented that for him. I just heard that. The quarter. Yeah. That it, it's basically you just speak into it, and they use the waves to, like, Change the sound. It's pretty of the easy to make. You can uh, let's see. Well, this now is pretty complicated. I know, but it involved a funnel and a hose. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is the basis of a beer bong that accidentally got left in front of the amplifier and made a cool sound. <laughs> <laughs> and then from then on, people are like, "Whoa, that sounds pretty good. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep using that." It's been like revived in a different kind of way. People use these like auto tunes now for people that can't really sing well. Um, it's pretty popular music. I, don't, I hope it dies out real quick. Well, it never will because people that you need to have things go out as perfect pitch. Yeah, like and Kanye West should probably not be singing. Um, so he uses the auto tune on. He made a whole album with auto tune songs. <laughs> it's a good album, but he probably shouldn't be singing. Don't play that. 
I, that, that's not even funny. Don't play that. <laughs> Sad eyes. You knew there'd come a day. <sighs> oh, John Foster. No, that's that one. Okay, it was funny up until then, and now it's not funny. And what is this dinosaur? Uh, okay, so the dinosaur came from. Um, let's see. The story behind the dinosaur is that we were doing a show. Um, God, three years ago it was on networking and it was like two and a half hours long and nobody took a break we got a bunch of sh- facts wrong um, there was stuff said that <laughs> should like have been said show. yeah just like this show <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it I said look if anyone is still listening at this point send a send an email to this special address that has this special title and we'll send you a plastic dinosaur and I had like 400 people write in, <laughs> and I had to send 400 plastic dinosaurs to the world. And That's the thing great. was, it was Germany and Australia. And, that and all, cheap. It's not cheap. It costs like 500 bucks to send these stupid dinosaurs everywhere, <laughs> plus the dinosaurs. Yeah, and uh, these are cool. What yeah, is well, the, the name of this? Uh, that's a stegosaurus. Uh, that's a stegosaurus. Man, still know my dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got that going for me. <laughs> Still know my dinosaurs. Thanks, Jurassic Park. Oh, thanks, seven-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. No, you hang out with seven-year-olds long enough, they want to. You have to relearn all the dinosaurs. Yeah. Because they know them, and if you get the names wrong, they're they're really unhappy with you. Yeah, that's that's not Stegosaurus. That's Triceratops. I'm like, Sorry. My entire room was covered in dinosaurs when I was seven. <laughs> See what I'm talking about. <laughs> The I other didn't one really had the whole dinosaur phase. The <laughs> other one is you can tell a certain uh, you can tell uh, how old a certain person is by what they call a brachiosaurus. Huh? Okay, so brontosaurus was actually named incorrectly. It had been categorized prior to, and so what people were calling brontosaurus was really something that had already been named. So it was this controversy that someone goes, "Oops, this is what this is," and so you know paleontologists don't have a problem with you know, oh, okay, you're right, never mind. So they took the signs down brontosaurus and put brachiosaurus up instead, and and so then the, all these adults who learned brontosaurus. Are being corrected by seven-year-olds saying, "That's not brachiosaurus. That's not brontosaurus. That's brachiosaurus." There's a big controversy in the paleontology community. <laughs> well, it wasn't like Pluto, right? No. It was pretty much accepted because there was there was prior there was proof prior. There was a whole naming convention that got it. And uh, did they bring back Pluto? No, it's still it's still been banished to a subplanet. Pluto oh, sadly gone. They should bring it back. Nope, it won't. Well, you know, this is a great. This is an absolute great story because what happened was, this was the New York Museum of Space and Time. You know, the the place with the great big uh, round planetarium on the inside. Yeah. So uh, they would put the exhibit up, and one of the one of the you know they named all the planets, and Pluto wasn't listed there. But they had Dumbo, and <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't part of the thing. And and the thing was is that it was just that it was so far out that they didn't have room for it in the exhibit. So it was just okay. No one will notice. Not a bigger some, exhibit. So some guy who's a journalist and his kid are there, and he, she's like, "Dad, where's Pluto?" And Pluto's not there. And they go looking around and they ask around, and he writes this thing that says the museum has demoted Pluto as a planet. 
when in fact they actually had because the guy was like it's on a planet it's too small doesn't you know it's it's about it's the smallest thing in the universe or it's, it's, so it's the smallest thing in the solar system so it's really moon class it's no really bigger than ganymede or titan which are known as moons not planets couldn't they just build the uh, planetarium in scale so it did fit, though? Have you? Been, just have like, you know how big? You know how the scale is? All right. So we were the hell out there. <laughs> our uh, our friends got married on. Uh, our friends got married up in Stinson Beach, and there was an exhibit on the beach that oh, showed. Oh, that's true. That remember was very that? Cool. That was very cool, and it was the planets to, I want to say, inch. You know, <laughs> it was done in inches. So one inch equal some amount of miles, and all all the way down the beach was just like two miles long. Yeah, it's like here's where Saturn is. Yeah. So the distance between Jupiter and Saturn was like a hundred yards. Okay. Right, and then when you got to Saturn, or when you got to Jupiter, <clears throat> then it was like fifty yards bet- between Jupiter and Mars, and then it was like third, you know, twenty yards between. Um, or you know, then it got closer and closer as you got to the sun. But still, when you consider what the scale of ninety-three million miles is, which is the distance between the sun and the Earth, that's a really big thing. And it takes eight and a half. You know, it takes eight and a half minutes for light to get from there to there. So if you build it to scale, Earth would be like the size of a pencil eraser. Yeah, it's pretty small. Okay. Yeah, that wouldn't be a very good planetarium. No, it's not a very good planetarium. And then when you <laughs> can, and when you consider Pluto. Where it is, I mean, it's like three miles down the road by the time you get there. And it's the size of a grain of sand. Oh, I didn't know this. Get the, get rid of Pluto. <laughs> it's too far, and it's too small, and it has a really tiny moon around it. It's not a planet. And it's cold. I don't want to go In there. In ten years, the uh, evil forces that are hiding on the backside of Pluto... We'll oh. take this podcast and go, ha, 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 the Earthlings didn't even know we were behind Pluto. They said it's a grain of sand three miles away. Ha, 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 ha. Right, John? Yeah. When you're frozen a block of kryptonite or whatever. Carbonite. Whatever. Carbonite. He'll be well protected. <laughs> it's true. What is it with Star Wars quotes in me this week? There have been a lot of them. Because you're such an attractive man. Why, thank you, Motor. So the uh, shock mount on this has actually stayed okay. It's stretched a little bit. You can tell that this one's not working at all now. And uh, that one's turning white, so obviously black as a color is not going to be a, a good color. That's the, that's the shock mount report style. from Beer School. <laughs> I um, that for fun. You know, we used to do that for fun until we broke a chair. Really? We used to have chair races in the in the um, warehouse. Hallway. No, yeah, in the in the hallway. And then we found out that it was way more fun to have them in the warehouse. And that was all fun and games until we knocked over a, um, a shelf full of breaking breakable stuff. Full of kryptonite. Oops. <clears throat> yeah, well, kryptonite's really heavy. Don't play with R2-D2. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, Zach, you never thought that you were going to be on the show, huh? No, I didn't. Uh, this is a big surprise. 
I did not go in, come in today thinking I might be on the show. <laughs> but last night as you were lying asleep in bed, were you going, I dream one day I'll be on Beer School? I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the right Dirty thoughts I had in my mind that night. No. Kidding. 30 thoughts. All right. That's great. <laughs> I, I bet you can't remember all 30 of them. <laughs> so you guys don't talk about beer that much. <laughs> okay. So here's here's the thing. It's not about beer. It's about drinking beer. It's about drinking I'm beer. I'm getting drunk. I'm enjoying See, myself. That's so the-, the thing is, is that we've done shows where we've talked about beer. And we've talked lots about beer. We've also done shows. We've talked a lot about beer on this show. But we've, you know, your travels, where you've been, that kind of stuff. That's about beer. Um, and then there's other things. There's other times that we've just had, just enjoyed beer. And the thing that a lot of people don't understand about what this is about is that it's no different than if you're just hanging out with your mates in the in, in the, the bar. in the bar talking about stuff and so sometimes you know some of the conversation is going to be about beer some of it's going to be about baseball some of it's going to be about the hockey some of it's going to be about donuts and barbecue and you know cool. burritos and those kind of things because you know that's you can't talk all about beer yeah that'd be a, a that would pretty be a boring show that would be a pretty boring show and is that the donut sh- is that the donuts song no, you want the donut song? I yeah, give donuts. me a bottle of anything. I get that. Okay, I get that. No, the point of, <laughs> the point of beer school is for people listening. Go, you can if you don't know anything about beer. We're going to try and tell you what beer you might like. I mean, we did. I I still say our most educational show is Bud Bud Light Coors Coors Light. That was a that was a great show. Taste those four beers side by side. And they do taste different. They're my dad's two favorite beers, unfortunately. Yeah. And and it's well, actually, unfortunate no, it's not, people, no, no, not unfortunate at all. Whatever people like for me, it I, is because uh, he won't. He refuses. He does have a beer meister, so that's pretty cool. My dad has like a kegerator. So you get a, so a keg course. So, course light isn't bad. No, nah, it's not bad at all. But it's like sometimes I want some variety. Okay. Well, he refuses to drink anything. Okay, else. so your father is the classic definition of a beer snob, <laughs> right? A guy who only likes one kind of beer. <laughs> yeah. Right, and that's not that's not dissing the person because you know you like what you like, and if if you've tried a bunch of other stuff and you've come back to this and that's your go to beer, there's not a thing wrong with that. You know, go ahead and enjoy that and and that just. Be open-minded about some some things. And go, in your case, Dad, what do you like about this? And if you listen to him about what he likes, you're eventually going to be able to say, well, try this. You might like this, too. See, I've tried that. And I think he's like he's just such like a blue-collar guy. He He's like... And he's very stubborn. Oh, he's from he Philly, wants, right? Yeah, he's All very. Philly guys are he's crazy. very. He's very stubborn. So, like, he. I think he sees like any other type of beer as being pretentious or something. Have you seen uh, what was that movie? <laughs> in Bruges, the gay beer. In Bruges, yeah, in oh, Bruges. That's a great movie. <laughs> it's like so your dad's like your dad's like uh, this for my son. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I want a Bud Light and a gay beer for my son. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's drinking. He's drinking. He's drinking a real beer, and yeah. you're drinking gay beer. You're getting so. a gay beer. A gay beer for my yeah. son. <laughs> I want the rent for my money. I want it all, or I don't want it at all. I want it 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 all
my cake, I want to eat it too. I want pink icing, I want it pre-sliced, delivered, and paid for it. Kneel down and pray to the great David Lee Roth. That wasn't the thing I was thinking you were going to put. What you want? Oh, you wanted. Uh, Give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut. Oh wait. You want to go? Give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut. To go. <laughs> I thought that was Dennis Leary. No, uh, that was David Lee Roth. He was dressed up as an Indian. That's yeah. right. Native American, excuse me. <laughs> Feathers, blue paint, green paint. That's right. I do. I had seen that. Puerto Loco. Oh, the the uh, the Spanish the Spanish bootleg. <laughs> You're a little well, young for the whole day. The thing I am. It's a. Just a tad before my time. The thing that's fun about this is that he, you know, the song is finished, and they just throw him in the sound booth again and make him retract the vocal. There's a story, and I think it was actually on the air. It was a Philly DJ. Um, they had Daily Roth on, and the DJ, the morning radio guys. So, what's it like being out in, in California with all those Mexicans? <laughs> and David Lee Ross' response was to not speak English for the rest of the thing. He just spoke Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is, he did his first full album. He re-recorded his first full album in Spanish. That's awesome. Puerto Loco, El Cajon. <laughs> He's going crazy from the heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philly's retarded sometimes. Like uh, the, the most famous uh, cheesesteak place in Philly, they got a lot of... Uh, <laughs> They got a lot of press because out front of the cheesesteak place, it said, you must order in English for all because all the because Philly just started recently getting a big Mexican population like like in the last 10 years. Uh, So uh, this, you know, this Italian guy, South Philly, hey, yo, forget about it. Yo, hey, what are you doing over here? Yeah, order in English. What are you doing? Yeah, order in Philly, you mean. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's well, the- another thing. You got you got to speak Philly slang. Like, uh, if you want a, um, a cheese steak with cheese whiz and fried onions, and you want the bread in the in the inside uh, scooped out, you have to say whiz wit inside out. That's uh, that's some yeah, that sounds good. Slang. Inside out, whiz, whiz wit. wit inside out. And, I and like that. That's how that's how you. If you ever go to Philly and you want to order a cheese steak. Just say whiz wit inside out. And the thing I like about that like is the scooped out, scooped out bread part. Yeah, because sometimes well, you don't need Because here in good old uh, North Beach, um, old Italian place does, um, they do their hamburgers that way. You're talking we about, the, wait, the, which place is that? U.S. restaurant. Oh, yeah, that place. And um, no, it's the first time I ever saw it. You get the hamburger bun. They put the hamburger bun on the grill. They do it perfectly, and then when they take it off, it's like they they take the bun up, upside down and like scoop out all the white fluffy bread part, even though it's been grilled. Yeah. And they drop that on top of the hamburger, so your hamburger is not that big in section. And um, motor's making a six inch gesture. Yeah. And uh, I do that with my hamburgers all the time now. And somebody told me when she looks at me, she goes, "Oh my god, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen." I go. 
that's what the old lady at the restaurant in North Beach does. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like a, it's, it it's not like a low carb thing or anything. And it, it, you just in, it helps you. I don't know. It in, it caps. It, it like fits down. It's like it's, imagine if your ball cap was filled with bread. You'd want to scoop the bread out of your ball cap before you put it on your head, or else it would sit too high. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You'd yeah. Have a, you'd so have a, and then you would have a bread analogy. head. <laughs> and the fact a that head. I assume the cheesesteak place does this, and the place in North Beach does this, they go through the whole process of grilling the bun with the bread in it. Yeah. And then when they're done with it, they scoop the bread out and <laughs> throw it over in the can, and then put that like a little cap over the hamburger or the cheesesteak. Everybody's contemplating that. that. <laughs> Everybody's like, why am I listening to this now? I've got two more hours on my computer. I want a cheesesteak. No, I'm going to get a cheesesteak because I live in New Mexico. I've got to compute all the way to Philly. There's a couple places around this country that, that make decent cheesesteaks. So, well, in, in San Francisco, there's a couple of places. Yeah, in Oakland, uh, there's actually a, a place that they actually ship out the Philly rolls and meat. It's called Philly Cheesesteak. Wow, original name. <laughs> yeah, original name. Uh, but I, I appreciate the uh, Fat Philly the over on Twenty Fourth. Have you been there yet? No. So it's uh, right off of uh, right off of Valencia. Fat Philly. Fat Philly. Philly is the, apparently the fattest country. Yeah, and it's spelled I'm, country city. Damn it. And uh, I think it's spelled P H A T. Yeah, with yeah, the P H. With the P H. And then there's the uh, and then there's Buster's up in North Beach. Yes, which it used is to be a, called Philly Cheesesteak Shop. Oh. So, How original. Yeah, they had the whole tasty cake roll thing, but now it's Buster's. It used to be, and it is also the best place for the good, cheapest hamburger you can get in San Francisco. That's great. It used to just be, they'd have like the Dwight Clark and all these other things. But now you have to assemble your own cheesesteak from all the, you know, cheese out of a can. I always like cheese out of a can. Although you can get provolone and everything else. I, I like good cheese, but... I have to. I admit, love good cheese. Cheese whiz on on a cheesesteak. It just works. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Then how there's to the Metro cheesesteak, which is uh, on right Fillmore and Haight. Why, why do I know all this? Oh, then there's <laughs> oh because it's by Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no. Then there's the place on Deviz that ha- that actually does the proper cheese whiz um, uh, option. Oh, Buster's has got the the can this big, yeah. of molten cheese on the grill at the back of the grill. Mm-hmm. And they just go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, molten cheese is the way, and then it's really hot, so you have to let that sandwich just chill for. When I, when I was a young man, and I still lived down on Columbus, uh, cheesesteak shop was always open till three in the morning, so you go out drinking your friends. Last call. You'd leave. Go to the cheesesteak shop. Um, I would get like the uh, the double with like bacon that was like the Dwight Clark or something, and it's like cheesesteak with like double meat and bacon and onions and cheese juice. And I already have a six pack back at my place. And whoever I was with, we'd go back. We'd step on the roof and like eat cheesesteaks and like drink beer until like four in the morning. Yeah. Then the last place that I know for cheesesteaks <laughs> is Connecticut Yankee, which is on Connecticut Street and uh, 18th. 18th. And we'll go there because it's close to the office. I didn't know Connecticut made a good cheesesteak. Well, it's the nod to the people from the South. 
Okay. <laughs> you know, to th- their yeah. Philly friends. Okay. And uh, it's actually, it's a really, it's a pretty decent sandwich. And that's the, uh, that's my two. Oh, and that's also the, the place to get the freshest anchor in town, anchor steam. So, Why is that? The, how they get the? Because they have a pipe that goes from one of the one of the bright <laughs> tanks up. through the baseball field <laughs> up into. No. Yeah, in it's, John's it's, mind, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying it's true in John's mind. Just like the burrito tunnel. Yes, the burrito tunnel. That's how we got our burritos. No, wait, sorry. No, no. They, those came from. Those didn't come from the burrito tunnel. <laughs> you know about the burrito tunnel? You lived on the East Coast. Yeah, the but burrito you, the burrito tunnel. tunnel. The burrito tunnel is actually, oh, yeah. I think, in Wikipedia. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> it's, an, it's like the underground they, railroad. It's but they they take burritos. From, no, it's technology. Yeah, it's technology. They take burritos. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were joking. I'm but not. <laughs> then no, he's joking. They, they but take still. they take burritos. They super freeze them. They put them in this accelerator and they shoot them from San Francisco to New York. At this high velocity, and along the way, they become unsuper frozen. And by the time because they, of the speed they're going, the speed that they're going, right? Even though they're in a vacuum, they still unsuper heat or yeah. they're unsuper cold. So uh, that just that paying for that tunnel to be late, it just pays for itself. Exactly. Anyway, this was a high. <laughs> this was originally made for high speed documents or to ship documents very quickly from one coast to the other, and uh, it turned out it was melting the paper. <laughs> so paper catching on fire inside this super fast thing, not good. So they decided that burritos worked better anyway, and that because there's no good burrito in New- in Manhattan, that they should just See, ship that, them. In. That's all changing though. I, <laughs> like I, like I said, uh, oh, Mexi- the burrito- Mexicans are are, are the burrito are tunnel. Com- For a while, yeah, I would have to agree that the burrito um, tunnel is becoming obsolete. California, no. California had the best Mexican no. food, but now we're getting a big population of Mexicans. It used to be just mostly like uh, if in the Latino community, it was like mostly the Puerto, Puerto Ricans. Ricans. Yeah, but now uh, a lot of Mexicans are coming in. We're getting really good like Mexi- uh, like taco trucks and stuff that yeah. you guys have here where it's, you know, the authentic, uh, you know, uh, soft shell taco with the two tortillas and um, There's taco trucks in in the area that are Zagat rated. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got the sticker on the side to prove it. It's like how? That's do you, amazing, isn't that? You got to seek out these taco trucks. <laughs> Ever since Isaac Newton first described the laws of gravity in 1687, scientists have known the quickest route between two points is along a straight line through the Earth's interior. Though the magic through the magic of gravity, any object dropped into it, such a cord tunnel at one end will emerge exactly forty two minutes later at the other end, exactly. no matter the distance. Exactly. But for hundreds of years, the technical challenge of building such a tunnel was so daunting that we remained a theoretical curiosity. Only at the start of twentieth century did the idea become technically feasible. And to this day, the tunnel linking the East Bay with New Jersey remains the only structure of its kind in the world. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Just go Wikipedia burrito tunnel, and you'll get the entire answer. <laughs> it really of, exists. It really exists. Oh, with pictures and photos and yeah. everything. <laughs> 
No one who built the Alameda Weehawken Tunnel had quite this future in mind for it. The tunnel had its origins in the early 1900s as an ambitious project for speeding mail delivery between New York City and the booming Pacific port of San Francisco. <laughs> the telegraph and rail- railroad that rel- linked the city to the East Coast, but tramp but transferring documents, currency, securities, and diplomatic correspondence across the country was still a slow afterthought with danger. In 1911, the celebrated British civil engineer Basil Mott approached the plutocrat Andrew L. Mellon with the audacious plan to build a straight-line tunnel 2,500 miles long connecting San Francisco with New York City, allowing packages to be sent between the two class cities using only compressed air and gravity. The tunnel resembled the pneumatic tube systems that served New York City and Paris so well for mail delivery, but on an incomparably faster scale. Cylinders containing up to 16 pounds of mail would be able to make the continental transit in less than an hour. It's a great piece of writing, yes. even if it's not. No, it, if, even though it's real. <laughs> it is real. It is real. It is. It is real. It is real. There's a song that says that. Oh, it is real. There are maps. There's maps. There's pictures. There's burritos speeding through the tunnel fight a constant battle against friction. At the start and end of the journey, they hover in a powerful magnetic field, seldom touching the sides of the tunnel. Past the Colorado border, however, the temperature of the surrounding rock exceeds the Curie point of iron, and the burritos must slide on their bellies in their nearly frictionless Teflon sleeves. Kept from charring pork fat by kept from charring by pork fat that slowly sleeps out the side of the burritos as they thaw. By the time the burritos reach Cedar Rapids, traveling well over a mile a second, they are heated, though, and anyone who managed to penetrate in the tunnel from the Cleveland access shafts would find them ready to eat. (laughs) And that's Beer Skull! Ah, the burrito tunnel. So we had Ruby, and we had some uh, Thunderhead. Yeah. And we're happy because we like the beer. Because we, we like we minimums. do. Uh, so let's see. The best part about beer school is the homework. The homework is beer. So your homework this week is to get Andy Beach to deliver you Ruby. <laughs> Wait, no R two D two C three PO did not bring the beer. <laughs> I know John touched you inappropriately at the Maker Fair. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm going to build an R2. You should. I think that's going to be my 2010 uh, third project. It's almost halfway done. Yeah, that's sad. We're almost to Solstice. We all have to get naked and dance. The homework! The homework is beer. So the homework is, well, guess what, guys? It is summertime. It is the beginning of, of when summer starts to happen. Wear so, a bikini? No. Oh. <laughs> so this is the time of year when it's a good idea to know how to build a shandy. Now, we've talked about this on the show before. However, uh, it's a reminder that if you build this... 
everyone at the party will be blown away by how good it is. So a shandy is where you take uh, a beer, and it can be, we think that the, uh, from the show when we did this before, that the beers were the summer beer. So like the Sam Adams summer beer, the Anchor summer beer, uh, the, uh, let's see, the guys from, uh, uh, from New Belgium have a, have something for the summer. Anyway, these are, it's a, it's a seasonal beer. It's a lighter, crisper beer than what the IPAs are. And a shandy does not work if you build it out of an IPA. It's just too bitter. True. True. It doesn't work. Um, and a really light beer, like a Coors Light or a Budweiser, it's such a light beer anyway that it's not going to benefit from from the lemonade. True. So a shandy is some amount of lemonade and some amount of beer. And it really is to you to experiment with the lemonade and the beer ratio. Now, the good news is that if you get it wrong, you can add more lemonade or more beer. Um, a, a, the first place to start is doing a 50-50, which I'm not a fan of. I think it, it tastes pretty good, but it's just too much lemonade and too much and not enough beer. And uh, I think that from depending on what how sweet your lemonade is and which beer it is, it's probably going to be a 25-75, so 75% beer, 25% lemonade, to somewhere possibly more or less lemonade. Now, before you go, gross, you have to try it. It's a really great summertime mix. That is true. And I enjoy it. Now, there's three rules that go with this. One is fresh lemonade. Don't get the stuff that's in the in the freezer section that's the high fructose powered corn syrup, you know, in a can instant lemonade. It works, but it's not the same thing as squishing lemons or buying pre prefab lemonade that's made with fresh lemonade. See, cuz John, I just lemons. I just stir my country time powdered mix oh, into a Schlitz malt liquor can. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. You're saying that's not the best. Well, so, you know, for, you know the, the thing is, the good news is that summertime brings lemons, right? Lemons are, lemons here are 20 of them for a buck. And it's no big deal to juice them, you know, get the kids involved and squish lemons or or uh, get the juice. Daddy wants another beer. Get yeah, your squishing going. <laughs> get your squishing going. Right. But, uh, uh, and then and then cane sugar, real sugar that goes with this. And you know you can you can figure out what that mix is. You can even do something like sparkling water to go with that. So it's got a carbonation bubbly factor going on. Uh, but anyway, the best lemonade in the whole world is stuff that you make yourself, or uh, go and get one of the the all natural juices like the Odwallas, like the. Uh, there's like five different lemonade companies that that squish them fresh. And uh, and go from there. Anyway, the thing is, is that if you take this to a party, you know, summertime parties with the lemonade going on and the proper beer, and you know, don't even be afraid to put ice in it because that's that's okay too, because it really should be served cold. It's a really refreshing, great summertime drink. So your homework is to learn how to make shandies and report back. Excellent. The uh, the chicks love. Is it better than Mike's hard? Lemonade. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, look at the ingredients on Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> High fructose. Oh, it's syrup. gross. It's like chemicals, chemicals. Yeah. You know, fake sugar, artificial sweeteners, artificial colors. No thanks. You know, no thanks. I'm not interested. But um, 
But when it's, you know, and the thing is that beer is a pretty natural product on its own. You know, there's no there's no other fake ingredients in sure. this. You can't fake the barley. You can't fake the hops. Although with Miller Lite, you kind of are faking the the, the the making of that beer. But the idea being that, you know, you use fresh ingredients and you're going to get a really great tasting product. And, you know, Mike's is serving a purpose. It's it's aimed at a certain demographic of, of teenage, person. Teenage girls. Teenage girls, you know, <laughs> up to about 25. And, you know, they really like that stuff. And that's, you know, that's not, that's not dissing the product. It's serving a purpose. That's true. And um, that's what I know. <laughs> All right. So that's the homework. Make shandies. Enjoy them. Learn how to make them. Uh, take them to parties. And uh, you'll be the hit of the summertime. Sweet. So the homework is beer. Ba-dump. Good thing I said solstice. This would make a horrible shandy. Ba-dump. 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 And Ruby would make a horrible shandy. Ba-dump. Ba-dump. You guys are out of... Oh, Motor's not out of beer. Zach's out of beer. Ba-dump. Ba-dump. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, for now. Thanks for having me. It was fun stories. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll have you uh, we'll have you back on soon. All right, I'm gonna crutch my way out. Now. Oh, you are. You're gonna leave before the end of the show. That's fine. Oh no no yeah. that that's just like David Lee Roth. I gotta be. I gotta get home before the end of the record. I gotta get home that's before true. the end of the record. Exactly. <laughs> I got some stuff to do. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks All for right. having me. Those bastards. You can go out that door there. They make a lot of noise. These crutches are loud. Oh yeah, that's okay. What? No, you can go out. You can go out. Oh, you're going to go get your stuff. All right, so he's gone. Uh, well, we should probably wrap this up, huh, Motor? Uh-huh. What? Huh? So you have a whole other growler that you can take home and have your way with. How exciting is that? <laughs> you, didn't, you, you didn't know that, right? That there was I didn't a, know that. Oh, yeah, that's why we didn't finish the other one, because I, you know, one was for the show and one was for you. Just gonna roll around in it. <laughs> Do your hair? No, that's a waste. Oh, it is. Why does your hair taste like raspberries? Blackberries. Blackberries. <laughs> I'm booked. Always the last full weekend in July. The Whoa. Oregon Brewers Festival. If there ever was a get here, that would be the uh, the one. Yeah, it's not really the festival. It's going out drinking around the festival. Good times. The festival is the the point. So I'm going to be at the um, Homebrew National Homebrewers Convention, the NHC. That's the week of the 17th of Yoon. Of Yoon, and uh, you'll see me there. Uh, come and say hi if you're if you've listened to to this that long. Well, you can't miss me. I'm the guy who's the incredible shrinking person. <laughs> I look. I look like I'm looking for something. <laughs> you look like the guy who's okay. I'm going to break down that door. My head's down. <laughs> I got to tell you the uh, oh, what the hell is the name of the place? The place that's in St. Paul. That's a place to go. Oh, okay. The, well, uh, we don't have a car. Remember what? I don't have a car. The bus. The bus takes you. There's a bus that takes you uh, to. Uh, uh, um, the Happy Gnome. The Happy Gnome. And two blocks away is the other place whose name I forget. But the Happy Gnome is fantastic. Let's go to the other place. And there's What's also, the name of it? I don't know. The other place. The other place. And then the uh, 
down past the new ballpark in Minneapolis is um, the pizza place that is like coal-fired ovens. That's good, too. Coal-fired ovens. And if you want a total... How do you get cold-fired ovens to work? How do you get heat out of cold? Cold. Oh, cold-fired. Sorry, it's my my lazy Northern California accent that does me in on that all the time. cold-fired, not coal-fired. I mean, coal-fired, not cold-fired. And if you've got, uh, like, $110 burning a hole in your pocket for a good steak dinner, a fantastic steak dinner, there's a place that I think is called Murray's downtown that was the full-on... Ready. Old school steakhouse. Thing. How does it compare with uh, with uh, no the other place uh, House of Prime Rib? Well, House of Prime Rib is Prime Rib, John. I understand, but I mean, using that as the comparison, um, I would say that Murray's is air quotes classier. Oh, do they bring? They don't have a beef zeppelin though. No, because it's steaks. I understand. The steak shows up because somebody back in the grill in the kitchen. Mm-hmm steak perfectly. It's not like the, the beef Zeppelin has to come out going and then they open the lid on the beef Zeppelin and they carve the beef from the prime rib on the self-powered with lights beef Zeppelin. This is like they show up and here's your delicious piece of meat. All right, I'm sold. I'm going. So yeah, Murray's, Murray's or something Murray's like or that. something like that. Hey, cab driver, take me to Murray's or something like that. It's a steak place. Oh, it's a cab driver, not the kid, right? We haven't even said. We haven't even rang the bell yet. Oh, we haven't rang the bell. No, we haven't rang the bell. <laughs> Zach's gonna. So Zach's gonna be all under. under, under so he's he missed the best part. The homework? No, the end. So uh, we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is... The homework? No. Oh. And that is... Class dismissed! (laughs) Now he's all interested. What? What happened? What just just went on? When you were saying thanks uh, to me, I I thought that was my exit point. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, it was. But oh, we saw left there's a lot of structure. No, the show has a lot of structure. But yeah, I love it. There's no notes. It's just like yeah, oh, we'll just wing it. Well, there was a I little bit of John's just that. Good. There was a little bit of notes. There was uh, McMinimums, oh, okay. Oregon, Washington. Give motor beer. Sixty-five locations or thereabout. Um, the movies Kick-Ass and Hot Tub Time Machine were playing. There's hotels, pubs, theaters, music, and coffee. And wine coffee. and spirits. But coffee people went out of business. And I always like coffee people. Oh. That was a coffee chain in Portland. Coffee people. Hmm. But it's a good, it was a good show. I'm, I'm, I appreciate you guys letting me on. Oh, no worries. I, I contributed. You did. You contributed lots. Cool. Just like anybody Plus, else. Plus, we get to check off the list. Yeah, we got a guy with crutches. <laughs> so I think we get extra money for that. <laughs> yeah, we, have a, we have a long list. I should have been here for the handicap conversation, or the handicap. Handicapable. Oh, hey, do you do you use the... Uh, the st- no, I never you don't use. You don't use the maze. No, I definitely The wouldn't. maze is stupid. That is stupid. It seems- this is coming from a handicap guy. <laughs> but that is true, John. If I was in a wheelchair, that's different. Well, if I was if I was going to actually yeah, not to go there but to go there yeah, 
All right. But it is stupid, though, with the doors. And, and the handicap-accessible toilet downstairs is always locked. You need a key to access it. Which I don't understand, but this well, what's what's modi- because you let's haven't re- joined the club where you yeah, get the okay. let's remodel the bathrooms and then lock them, <laughs> yeah, so that no one can use our pristine bathroom. What is it, a model bathroom? Yeah, I th- it's it was park people. There are vestal virgins in there. <laughs> there better be. You saw the you saw the uh, the the escape hatch in behind the locked door, right? Yes. Yeah. Sadly, it's behind the locked door. We can't use the escape hatch anymore. <laughs> These things happen. All right. Well, I'm out of beer. Yeah, Motor's almost out of beer. Re- yeah, it was really great. It. And uh, thanks to Andy Beach for bringing it down from Portland. It was awesome. Indeed. He really... He, did he, I hope he had other things to do than just... Yeah, no, no, he, he, brought his beer. He, he, he brought his wife down and delivered us beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Uh, see you soon. See you Monday. Yeah, thanks, oh, no. Pat. I'll see you on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday. Have a good weekend, guys. You know it. Bye. Don't worry about the bag. (laughs) Hey, kid. Deal with that bag. 9.30.